Welcome to another episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley, and um, I wanted to have a Christmas episode, but Reed said no. What Christmas movie have you watched recently that came out into theaters? None. That's right. (laughs) I didn't mean a Christmas movie. I just meant like a Christmas-themed podcast where the intro music would be Jingle Bells. Oh, you're right. I said no. (laughs) I mean... I knew you would. (laughs) You preemptively assumed. Good good call. Uh, We're going to be talking about Dune, the Denis Villeneuve sci-fi instant classic. What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is a... Reed, Reed, you were so excited about this movie. I was very excited. I'm a big fan of the books and... Also a fan of Denis. Yeah. So a good marriage, I thought. Okay. All right. Before we talk about Dune Tai, what is your Denis Villeneuve favorite movie? You know it. You know what it is. Arrival? What? (laughs) You're so prisoners? It's Sicario. (laughs) It is Sicario. That has to be yours too. It's such a good movie. Uh, I, I feel like he does some similar things with lighting, but the Sicario scene where they're going over the ridge and they're all, all the characters are just, you know, black figures with the light in front of them. So pretty. Yeah. Read. But. Doesn't get any better. I think he wouldn't like they're flying around in the, uh, ornithopters. <laughs> it looks a little bit like his shots from. Sicario with the helicopters. I'm sorry. You've used the word ornithopters, so I'm already out. You're uh, just more you're just more amenable. Yeah, I don't know. Is that what it is? You're just more amenable to the sci-fi. Well, do you read it is, it is geeky. Do you read it Nightmare <laughs> <mean>, Alley geeky? <laughs> no, you're not that kind of geek. I mean, do you do you read fantasy? Ever. No, never. Do you read sci-fi ever? Never. Why? What? Where were you when you were sixteen? Like, why didn't dude happen for you? I was playing volleyball. Oh, such a cool guy. So cool, <laughs> you're man. Watching, you're watching Top Gun and playing volleyball. Yeah. I don't know. I just never ever thought it. I mean, it's just. <laughs> I'm not saying this about Dune, the film necessarily, but like. The premises are kind of silly, right? They're ridiculous. Yeah, it's setups. It's okay. This world, you know, noble families competing. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, even if you don't like the movie, there are tens of people who think this book is amazing. Tens of people? No, there are thousands of people who think this book is amazing. Dude, I recognize that I'm the outlier. Oh, well, that's fine. I read sci-fi and you watch indie films from sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. And 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 I'm the I'm the weirdo. And north of Sahara Africa. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. I know I'm weird. <laughs> I know. Uh okay, but did you you saw this movie in a theater? <laughs> What's going on, bro? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I saw it in a theater. I don't know. Did I see it in a theater? Yes, I saw it in a theater. I hope so. Me too. I did, because the aspect ratio changes, doesn't it? I don't know. It does. It changes. Like, for IMAX? 
throughout the same showing, in the same showing, it changes. Uh, yeah, that happens for movies that are shot for Yeah, IMAX. I saw it in IMAX. Then yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know how to... <laughs> How to get into it with you with, with, with so much skepticism just from the beginning. No, I won't laugh anymore. I promise. Oh, geez. Good. I guess. Do you want to give us. <laughs> do you want to give a summary of the plot? <laughs> sure. <laughs> don't we usually start with that? No, we never summarize movies. Oh, we don't? Yeah, we do. Really? No. Are you really? Never. Well, we have a record. We can see who's right. <laughs> This is the fourth podcast we've recorded today. Which one did I summarize? <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> okay. House Atreides tasked with going to Dune or Arrakis to take over production of the spice for the emperor. But we taking don't. Taking it away from House Harkonnen. Yeah, but we don't know why they did that yet. Power struggle and dynamic in the universe. But we think the, the emperor really wanted it as an excuse to send the other house back and kill the new house. Yep. With his Sardukhan warriors. Yeah. Oh, so good, right? I mean, and then there's a story. There's this background power players, the Bene Gesserit, messing around with bloodlines and trying to breed the Muad'Dib. <laughs> you said you wouldn't laugh, Ty. <laughs> then, you, then you used the technical term. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, set the plot aside. Don't you think this movie was beautifully designed? Yes. Well, not as good as Sicario. You didn't like the production design of like the outfits, the locations? Uh, I mean, I thought the locations were just, they look like deserts on the, on the earth. I, didn't, I don't think they looked otherworldly. I don't, I'm not. Okay. I mean, that didn't bother me, but I don't, yeah, it wasn't like crazy. All right. There weren't, you know, gardens where the water was flowing upwards or something. Is that an Avatar reference? No, I don't know. Just like like a different universe. Do you know why that is? No. It takes place in our universe. What does that even mean? Our universe? Earth. In the... Okay. It's just our... It's our future. Thousands of years in the future. It's our solar system? Yeah. Well, our galaxy. Our galaxy. That's a deep spoiler for the book readers. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because they're all human looking. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I, li- I was glad that they were human looking. That's nice. I like the mosquito thing. That's the ornithopter? No, no, not the little... No, oh, the, the little, killer? The killer. That was yeah. cool. That was a cool setup where it, it only moves if you're... It like has to, you have to move till it knows where you are. I don't remember that. Okay. Pick That's why Paul's staying so still. Okay. But that scene's awesome because like the light projection of the tree is he's walking through it and you see it, you know, play across his, his body. Yeah. And I like the, um, well, I don't know. The spice making their blue eyes. Those blue eyes are lovely. It's nice eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was fun to have the different, Characters in the Atreides family, like Duncan Idaho, Jason Momoa's character was fun, right? Kind of. Well, yeah, but how sad he dies. He sacrifices himself. He sacrifices himself. The um the trainer Gurney of, Halleck. Yeah, who he dies? That's sad. The father dies. Oh my gosh! The father dies also. 
And he doesn't even kill the Baron, which is sad for him. Yeah, the Baron's up in the corner. because <laughs> he, <laughs> he can float. Because his spine makes him be able to fly. Who knows what's going on with that? You do. Yeah, I do. Why is that actor always the villain? Uh, they just... Skarsgård. The Skarsgårds. I don't know. They're just creepy people. Those Norwegians. I would be upset if that was how I was typecast. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm actually really charming. Uh, I bet he's played a good guy in a movie. A Swedish movie. Isn't he the, he's the killer in the, um, girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. He's creepy in that movie. Yeah. Maybe he's not creepy in Swedish. (laughs) Who knows? But it's just too cold sounding when he he speaks English. Yeah. He comes out different. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I thought all of the major characters were played by pretty strong actors. Like I liked all the performances. Are you not, you're not a fan of Jessica, the mom? Oh no! I mean, she's okay. I'm not a huge fan, actually. Yeah, I think she, I've heard that before. I remember. But but she doesn't. She didn't bother me in this film. She's a little cold all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I liked I liked Jason Momoa's character too. He's super fun. The name's hilarious. <laughs> Idaho. Um. Also, just in terms of world building, they come over and they take over this whole base. That's this big expanse, and they, you know, they have scenes where the they're standing up on the balcony, looking over their big base or whatever yeah. city. It's essentially a city. Yeah, but they don't. I don't know. You never see any of that. They don't go out to it. They just he goes and watches those trees being watered. Who in does the, in the courtyard? Paul Atreides. He talks to the guy watering the trees. Yeah, but you're right. They don't go to the spice production. I mean, I think this book, this movie, really only covers half of the book. Plus, still just has to cut stuff out because it is a big, you know, it's an expansive book. There's a lot of stuff going on, so. It's a new world. Yeah. Okay, when, um, when he talks to the guy who's watering the trees, the guy who's watering the trees is native to that planet? I think so. So he's one of the same people that are rebelling. It's like half the population has accepted. Yeah. And half the population is living out in the desert fighting. Yep. Is that upsetting for you? You can't imagine some people working with the <laughs> occupiers? No, I can. Yeah. I can imagine that. No, the most upsetting thing, if we were going to get to that, is that he's the prophesied messiah. It's just too... Again, it's like a cliche. No, but that's what's so great about this book, and he deals with it throughout the story, that the prophecy is made up. That it's, it was planted by the Bene Gesserit thousands of years before on this planet, and it's not real. Everyone knows that it's not real? No. Well, then it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's not like a prophet did it. It was a planned thing. And what? he has to deal what? with not, it not being real. It just... What is the difference? I guess if you believe a prophet says something, then it's from some super, supernatural being and is ordained by God. But if it's just a plan that humans in, in, enact, and they talk about this being and they make it so people believe it then when that person comes the fremen are willing to give them their loyalty but what i mean this is okay this is actually interesting (laughs) what is fundamentally different about i mean they've made people believe it was from a, a superior power that can't be wrong right so then now it's just humans manipulating humans and not a preordained thing from a god 
And how would the people, how would the, let's say you're at the beginning of this timeline and you're the one that has this idea to plant this idea yeah, to make up this story. Uh-huh. How would you even know that, that they need a savior in a thousand years or I don't know how long it is. That's just the whole purpose of that Bene Gesserit sect of women is to do selective breeding and try to make someone more powerful. And then whenever they get that person, they've already implanted this story to have support on this world. That's so weird. Pretty weird. Okay. So it would be a spoiler to say if he is the savior or not, or he already is because they decided he was. Interesting. Uh, I'm not going to say. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I guess I'm happy they made this. I wished I could have just watched two more hours of it. I mean, I would have. To see the end of the story. Yeah. I'm, I, I There's sort of that meta conversation around it that they did not initially greenlight the second movie until this one did okay enough at the box office. But they did. And it is in under, I mean, I don't think they're, they're not shooting right now, but like they are, they have approved a second movie, which is, I would have been so disappointed if this was the only movie we got in this universe. I thought Villanueva didn't agree to do it unless he had both. No, he made the first one without the second one approved because Blade Runner 2049 didn't make enough money and they were worried about a huge commitment to a movie that would be unsuccessful. Okay. But they're doing it. So Dune 2, 2024. It should be called To Dune. To Dune? (laughs) Dune (laughs) 2. I don't know. (laughs) You watch that movie? It's on my to-do list. Yeah, it's your to-do list. That's a good one, Reed. Well, you you did it. <laughs> There's something there. Something. Uh, all right, Ty. What are you going to rate Dune out of five? Oh, Reed. Don't end this podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a two. A two? But not you. You're a five. I just want to make sure you know it's not personal. That's okay. I, I recognize that this is not the story for you. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a five. Really? Yeah. That was great. Okay. What are you going to do? Agree to disagree. I'm just uh, more positive than you. I think that might be true. Yeah, I guess. I withhold my love. <laughs> I don't, we don't need to get deep. I yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Whatevs. I just, I have a, it's a rare group that gets to be a five. Yeah. I it's I have to want to watch it again. You're not gonna watch this ever again. I hope not. Are you? I've watched it three times. That's what I thought. I I would watch it maybe one more time right before the second one. Yeah, comes out. Oh, if we're lucky, they'll do a double feature on like the opening night where you go at four, you watch this movie. <laughs> there's a 15 minute break, and then you watch the second movie, and I'm gonna go to that. If we're unlucky, I'll have enough time in my life at that point to be able to do it with you. <laughs> Uh, Ty, what else do you have to recommend for our listeners? Well, listeners, I just want to know what you want to know, listeners. I watched the um, Listening to Kenny G documentary on HBO and thought it was very good. I was surprised. It was very interesting. So I would recommend that. Okay. I don't love, I don't like Kenny G even. But well, you don't even like it? I don't think so. Don't be so withholding. Yeah, whatever. But it gets into like how it's just a strange thing how the category of smooth jazz even became a thing. It explains that. And then how much jazz 
artists and jazz aficionados hate it. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> and yet he's super successful. Yeah, he was an early investor in Starbucks. <laughs> so he's independently rich despite oh, his music. He's very, very rich. Both have made him millionaires. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm going to recommend um, season two of Dave on FX. Ty, have you watched? What? No. Is FX on Hulu? Where do you watch all these FX shows? Hulu. Okay. It, it, I, they literally were branded FX on Hulu for a while, but that stopped. <laughs> that did stop? But it's still owned by Disney, and so all the FX shows are on Hulu. Okay. Then what's Dave about? It's the sort of semi-fictionalized process of this guy trying to be a rapper in LA. Oh, gosh. <laughs> there are so many human moments it's hilarious i literally cried in the second season finale oh <laughs> yeah it's touching okay i would watch it I, okay i, I don't report back yeah i'll let you know <laughs> thanks for joining us for another episode of two brothers review the podcast i'm reed turley i'm ty turley this is all you're getting from us for a merry christmas you filthy animals. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.